Hey Scallywags, this is your host Scott from the future of Pirates of the Caribbean Minute. I couldn't pass up this chance to come back and just give you a quick message. Oh, how much we've evolved from these first episodes. Don't believe me? Jump way ahead to get a feel of who we really are. Hey, I'm not going to tell you what to do, but for instance, pick an episode in the 70s, 80s, or 90s to see what the future has in store. We found our groove, developed one hell of a tone, injecting episodes with humor, film analysis, symbolism, a spot of history, and of course, entertaining personalities. And how can I forget the euphemisms? We're talking pirates for heathen Aztec God's sake. There's no doubt we distinguished ourselves from this podcast genre by setting the bar for an energetic and fast-paced movies-by-minute show with just the right amount of high production value. You want Pirates of the Caribbean? Well, you got it, Savvy. So stick with us, you blooming cockroaches, and hang on for a supernatural swashbuckler ride. Together, we just might even answer life's age-old question. Why is the rum gone? Now hopefully you'll stick around and I'll see you in the future when we are no longer filthy bilge rat podcasting newbies. Now on with the show. You're listening to the Pirates of the Caribbean Minute, pilot episode. Thanks for joining us as we get into the groove, feel out our new studio, and introduce you to this upcoming podcast. Tune in on Monday, January 9th for Minute One. The code is more what you call guidelines than actual rules. Welcome aboard the Black Pearl. Welcome to the Pirates of the Caribbean Minute, a daily podcast where we analyze, scrutinize, and plunder the Pirates of the Caribbean films one blimey minute at a time. I'm Scott Artis. And I'm Heather Artis. In case you are new to Minute by Minute Podcast, we are proud to have looted the format from a couple of true buccaneers over at Star Wars Minute, Pete the Retailer and Alex Robinson. So check them out at StarWarsMinute.com. You'll never find a more wretched hive of scum and villainy, and a great podcast that has started an entire genre. So, Heather, tell us what Pirates of the Caribbean Minute is. Okay. This is an upcoming podcast where each day we analyze Pirates of the Caribbean movies, one single minute at a time, starting with The Curse of the Black Pearl. If all goes well, we'll be able to continue our adventure for all the films, produce bonus content, and simply have a good time as fans of the movies and Disneyland Ride. So what are you telling me? Is this basically an excuse to talk like a pirate? There's no way we could completely avoid pirate talk, but I think we can try to refrain from torturing listeners with blatant pirate speak. No promises. Like pirates, we surely can't be trusted. So we're glad you found us, and we're so excited to have you as listeners into building an audience with the Pirates of the Caribbean Minute. And we're going to try our best to make sure that you can share this pirate love with your friends. You know, let them know we can be found on iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn, at our website, BlackPearlMinute.com, and maybe a few other sources once we're fully up and running. But I think it's time to get to the heart of this pilot episode and, and really ask the big question, why Pirates of the Caribbean? You know, for me, it's really this connection back to my childhood and love for the Imagineers who created this, you know, really unique and original ride at Disneyland. I was really fascinated by it as a kid and still love it today as an adult. Even we've been there in the past few years, actually, and, and had a chance to go on it again. It was really great to to relive some of that. It had been quite a while since I had gone on the ride. And so I loved it. And I still do. And uh, I think that's part of the big magic of it. And, you know, it transports me back to this whole new world. And I think that it's doing the same for other adults and kids to this day and that 
you know, kind of lingering fondness that I have is really this perfect segue into the movies, especially The Curse of the Black Pearl when it came out. So it's this pirates meshed with mysticism. And as a kid, you know, I was really big on the skeletons on the ride. They were one of my biggest takeaways. It's like I was just thinking about it and we were watching the YouTube videos of the actual, you know, kind of first person point of view of the rides themselves. And we did one that was of the recent updated version when they incorporated some of the Pirates of the Caribbean stuff into that. And then also the original version of that. And I could have swore, you know, I'd have laid money and bet as much money as I had that there was the end of this, this ride had these skeletons that were carrying on this crazy pirate battle with the gunshots and stuff. And, you know, I swore that that's what happened. But after reviewing that on the video, I was wrong and I was really blown away. So I just kind of incorporated this whole pirate or the skeleton genre of the ride throughout this whole throughout the whole experience and I was actually re- having these kind of false memories and remembering it wrong so I don't know but that that's just me and I'm sure I'll, I'll think some of that as we move along but you know in regards to the ride at Disneyland now that we mention it when I say Pirates of the Caribbean what is the first thing you think about or remember Heather? The first thing I remember is the jail cell with the pirates in there and they have the bone and they're trying to get the dog And whistling for the dog and trying to get the dog to come over to him. That's my favorite part of the ride. And um, you're a true dog lover for sure. I I am. I am. Just ignores him and just stands there. That sounds like a couple of dogs we have actually that just (laughs) ignore you when you want them to do something. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So for me, though, and I was just mentioning the skeletons is kind of the big takeaway. That's like like that big overarching part of the ride. But, you know, really, it's in the fine details. and, And I was really you know, just taken away by the fireflies. I remember just loving to go there. And as you're standing in line, you could see the whole setup there and this prelude to going to the ride. And you'd see these little fireflies light up. And, you know, is that whole wanting to see how that worked, how they got that to do that. But it, that was, I think, part of the magic of the ride itself. I actually completely forgot about the fireflies. And as you mentioned it, I remember, and it's really kind of cool because that's the first time I've ever seen the actual fireflies kind of, you know, because living in Northern California, we don't have them here. So it was really, that was a really cool part of it. Yeah, actually, that's uh, that same for me. So I grew up in Southern California and we don't have fireflies. And so that was one of the big things is, is to see those. So it was like something that you'd see in the movies and it was actually there. And then I remember when we went back east to Chicago to visit my great grandparents who were there and they had fireflies. So that was kind of a cool connection back to the ride. I remember seeing those in their yard for the first time and then remembering Pirates of the Caribbean. So I, I don't know, it's just this whole, Pirates of the Caribbean movie and ride it really kind of brings you back to a time when I didn't have to worry about uh, paying mortgage and and other bills and stuff like that it was kind of a carefree lifestyle maybe kind of like the pirates themselves yeah and I think I think Disneyland and and whole kind of brings you back to that whole thing too just kind of being a kid again yeah that's probably yeah. why they call it the most magical place yeah. on earth for sure <laughs> So, you know, and we just started talking about the movies, too, with the ride. So what is the, the first thing you think of when, you know, we say Pirates of the Caribbean films or even The Curse of the Black Pearl? The first thing I think of is um, Jack Sparrow. He's really a big part of the movie. He's His flamboyant mannerisms and stuff are just, he takes the movie 
and it's him. It just makes a whole. I agree. Uh, it's it's just makes it magical. Yeah, that's. I think you know one of the things that when we, when I started to first watch it or when I was trying to remember seeing it for the first time and going back is like how are they going to integrate the skeleton? You know, kind of the skeleton part of that. That was as I mentioned, that was kind of my favorite thing. And so it wasn't the skeletons after all. It was really Jack Sparrow that caught my attention. And and yeah. I don't know if that's for the good or for the worse of it, maybe. But he's this larger than life character that he brought this to the screen, and I think it helped make it such a success. So that'll be cool to see that unfold as we get into the movies minute by minute and see, you know, how we break that down and how we break down how he's performing in the movie and what his, you know, inspiration was for that character for sure. And then also, since there's a movie franchise, we'll have to revisit this question in May after the release of the new Pirates of the Caribbean movie. It's actually Dead Men Tell No Tales coming out in, I think, in May or so. Uh, but how, how would you rank the movies? What is your kind of least favorite to favorite movie? Well, my favorite is The Curse of the Black Pearl. It touched so much with the ride. It just brought you, you know, there's so much of the ride in there. And um, the the Dead Man's Chest and World, At World's End and On Stranger Tides were more of darker movies. I still enjoyed them, but not as much as The Curse of the Black Pearl. But I'd probably go in the order of the movies came out, The Curse of the Black Pearl and then The Dead Man's Chest and At World's End. And on Stranger Tides. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, Curse of the Black Pearl is, is my number one. So if I were to rank those from my kind of least favorite to favorite, I'm really looking at probably At World's End, then On Stranger Tides, Dead Man's Chest, and then Curse of the Black Pearl being my number one. You know, when I think about that and when I was thinking about how I would actually rank them, On Stranger Tides, the last one that we that was actually released, you know, it, it was missing kind of those two core people that were there from the beginning, uh, Orlando Bloom and Kira Knightley. And so without yeah. those characters, it was definitely something missing. But, you know, I couldn't I couldn't help but, you know, really think about the addition. You know, Ian McShane is in there is is Blackbeard. And when you have him and Hector Barbosa or, you know, Jeffrey Rush, it's like, wow, you have these two powerful, larger than life evil characters, if you want to call them that, that kind of match Johnny Depp's character and bring this kind of real rough roughness to the film. And uh, I, you know, so I, I really, you know, think Ian McShane does a does a great job. And I've actually been fascinated with him as an actor since his days on Deadwood when he was swearing. Yeah. So that's why I kind of ranked that on Stranger Tides a bit higher than at World's End. And, you know, we have to rewatch some of those. But at World's End, you know, it just seemed like it got a little funky, psychedelic to me. And that was kind of my, you know, what I remember from that. That's like, uh, maybe there were some scenes that I just looking at it at face value, maybe not really diving into it. But didn't really quite resonate as much as say curse of the black pearl or dead man's chest which really had kind of those original actors but that's something we can definitely talk about as we move along and get into it and actually you know all of those characters really did make this kind of franchise pretty incredible because i think the curse of the black pearl was you know grossed 650 some odd million dollars and the other three were right at or just above a billion dollars so it's a it's quite a hefty franchise in popularity and and then when I was listening to recently the writers talk about the films themselves, specifically, actually, they were talking about The Curse of the Black Pearl. They were talking about how this is a pirate movie that the it's like the pirate movie we wanted. It's walking the plank. It's buried treasures in this colorful pirate language, which maybe doesn't quite match up to real life. So they were making an entertaining movie and not a doc, trying to create a documentary. And I think that was... A good move. You know, if they hadn't 
per, you know, given us what we wanted. It's like haven't given us the sugar. It wouldn't have quite been as popular as it was. So yeah, yeah. I totally agree with you there. Yeah, so it's this providing what the people want. And when you kind of make that connection to the ride and to the movies, the ride is mm-hmm. about flamboyance. It's this over-to-the-topness. It's these Disney characters that come to life in these animatronics that are not typical pirates, but are doing some of the fun things that we saw as kids there and you know exposed to pirates and maybe even some cartoons. But now they brought that to the movies, but really changed it up a bit. So it wasn't just something that's that's too, uh, too crazy for an actual maybe adult movie. You know, I know you've done also a lot of research research and, and looking into Pirates of the Caribbean films. So what is what have you found? What have we learned so far? That um, Pirates of the Caribbean is way more popular than we've ever imagined. Not just the evidence from the box office, but also this expanded universe. It's just huge. There's novels and games like the Lego Pirates of the Caribbean game and short film that's a prequel to The Curse of the Black Pearl. Yeah, I'm looking forward to to checking that out. I actually haven't seen it yet, but I'm sure that that's something we'll probably break down as we move along in this Pirates of the Caribbean minute and probably use that as some bonus content. But yeah, there's there's a whole Pirates of the Caribbean wiki that we're definitely going to lean on and be able to provide facts and, and things in, in the podcast itself. And definitely want to thank all the contributors ahead of time for, for that help that we're going to be relying on for sure. There's also a nonfiction book that details the most popular Disney ride. It's actually at five... Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean is actually at five Disney theme parks. And so this kind of all-time popular ride at Disneyland and it basically takes this from theme park to movie franchise. And then there's even, as we mentioned, a new installment of the of the film coming this summer, which is Dead Men Tell No Tales. So That's going to be exciting. Yeah, it will be. And we'll probably do a review, some more, have some more bonus content and, and be able to provide that to all the listeners out there. So that's something that's going to be pretty exciting as well. So in closing here, I think as we kind of get ready for the first minute coming up, is there anything else that's on your notes or that you have to mention? Yeah, I wanted to mention that minute one will be a officially available on Monday, January 9th, and a new episode chronicling a full 67th of The Curse of the Black Pearl every day after that. And boy, am I looking forward to it. It's going to be so much fun. Sounds good, yeah. Because actually, as we start breaking this down, we're probably going to be spending the next seven and a, you know seven plus months together with you, and so we're we're going to be grateful for the support and for you taking a, a listen and sharing it with everybody. As we also then jump online and have post episodes discussion on social media and all that good stuff. So as Heather said, we'll be back on Monday, January 9th with. Minute one of the Curse of the Black Pearl on the Pirates of the Caribbean Minute. Until then, let's keep the horn swoggling to a minimum. And I have already violated our pact to refrain from pirate talk. And I think you were going to say something about that. Arr, there, matey! Yeah, exactly. So, okay, see you next time, and thanks for listening. Thank you! Thanks for joining us on Pirates of the Caribbean Minute. You can contact us at podcast at blackpearlminute.com. We just might feature your questions and comments on future episodes. And visit us online at blackpearlminute.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter for additional content and post-episode discussions.